What's up, guys? It is Carly here bringing you episode 29 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. As always, I am joined by the homie JP Shot. What's up, JP? Dude, never call me that. Why? I hate that. People actually think that's your name. No, Duncan thinks it is. Yeah. Why didn't you tell him, like, just call me JP? I always forget, and then whenever he... I don't want to do it, like, live on the show, because it makes him sound like he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> well, buddy, I'm just saying. JP uh, shot. It's... N- <clears throat> It's just, that's not my name. Okay, dude. Well, like, maybe you shouldn't made your initials, like, your first and last name and did, like, your first and middle name, and then you could have had your real last name as your last name. I don't want to be named J.J. Rodriguez. That's, yeah, you're right. Rodriguez. Anyway. Also, I don't, I don't, like, everybody forgets that it was JP22 Shots was my name. Well, Facebook, no Facebook, like banned it and made me change it. Yeah, I don't. When I when I first made my account, like to go in the group pages, I tried so many like clever type of names, and it just would not let me. Anything that looked like it wasn't a real valid last name, it just would not let me do. So I had to like, yeah, just go yeah. by boring. Yeah, moods is able to make moods. Yeah, did they change the role? Because I thought he like wasn't allowed to do that. I thought he got, like, kicked off for that, too, at one point or something. I have no idea. Anyway, we are here tonight with another episode of the Netflix and Chill, and, yeah, what have you been watching or up to and all that in this October season? Well, I've been doing my 31 Days of Horror. Yeah. When are you going to plan on failing? Probably around day 15 this year. Fifteen. Yeah. You should really. You should work it up. That's like that's in like four days. I know, but I don't even have anything for tomorrow already. <laughs> I might fail tomorrow. But you have plenty of you have time to like watch a movie. No, by because I gotta watch Clownado. That's two hours long. Just do like a fake review of Clownado where you don't really give away any opinions. You're just like I watch Clownado and then am end I, the video. Jeremy. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, so yeah, um, tonight we are reviewing Tigers Are Not Afraid, the Shutter exclusive, as well as Creep Show episode two, which features two new segments. Um, but you asked me what I've been up to. I also watched a another film. Oh yeah. I actually got it as a Patreon review. But I wanted to talk about it on here because it was on streaming. Woo! And I believe it's the film that you shoved down my throat to watch as well, right? Yeah, it's called Get My Gun. Yeah. From what, 2017, I believe? Yeah, I believe it got its wide release last year in 2018, which kind of bummed me out because I don't remember what my top 10 was last year. But I think that that film had a chance to make it if I would have seen it last year. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. There's just some minor issues, but, you know, we can talk about it. I'm on a little bonus review of that. 
But I really need to get my top ten up on the website because I have no idea what my top ten was. Yeah, I. That's one like thing about me when it comes to end of the year shows with current years. I typically don't remember either because I feel like I just cram in all the movies and then it's like we do the show. And after that, I don't really rewatch the films because I'm not into rewatching newer films. It's just kind of how I am. So I completely forget about all of them and then I feel fake. Yeah, I can't find my top ten of... Oh, there it is. I found it. So my number my number ten was Dead Shack. Oh, yeah, that was a good That's a good one. Hmm. I really did like Dead Shack, so... Uh, it might have been like number 11, which is what Stillborn was. So maybe it would have just made just outside my top 10. Yeah. Maybe. The world may never know, though. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Anyhow. Hey. What, was, what was that? Nothing. Oh, I see. But yeah, um, so I guess we can... You want to talk about Get My Gun? Yeah. First? Yeah, I do. I do want to talk about Get My Gun. Do you? I do, I guess. Yes. So, Get My Gun was a Patreon review. I'm going to review it on 22 Shots too, so I won't talk about it too much. But, it basically follows a woman who is a housekeeper. Um, which is one of the main reasons I told you to watch it. Directed by Brian Dar was yeah. and written by Brian Dar was and Jennifer Carchietta and it stars Kate Hoffman Roseanne Rubino Christy Casey and Jacqueline Gullion oh wait that's she's not really a star she's just in the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but anyway so this film follows a housekeeper which is one of the primary reasons i told you to watch it because you were a housekeeper and you know what it's like to be a housekeeper and i thought they did a really good job of showing the daily life of a housekeeper yeah i feel like i've seen housekeeping uh, done a little bit in movies before and they typically it's either over dramatic or which i mean you can kind of argue that some of this is over dramatic but at the same time i feel like i've also seen half the stuff that goes on that's in this movie, so um They basically ma- shove like all the bad stuff in one bad day. stuff into like one day. Yeah, but yeah, it is it is cool. This one definitely accurately uh portrays it. They even I thought it was cool, they even show the list that she's carrying around, which uh-huh. I mean hers is just a piece of paper with the rooms on it. We actually have electronic lists, yeah, but, but that's not But we've I've seen people just have those at, at, yeah. at even Hilton properties. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, I thought it was uh, cool because I feel like most movies it just makes it look like, oh, there's a housekeeper walking door to door and that's all they just do every single room. But and then, yeah, half the stuff she's cleaning in the movie. Uh, there's a part where she, I thought it was funny. She picks up a condom off the nightstand with like a pen or something and just uh, puts the pen back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that, but um, this is off, and it's obviously a scummy, very scummy motel she's working at, and it also looks like she's like the only employee there besides like the laundry person, unless it's just like only showing her. Which, I mean, I feel like it's kind of accurate because probably in a small, 
business like that, you would have a very small staff. But uh, I did enjoy watching that because it was entertaining and it was relatable to my struggles in life. Um, yeah, I I thought that that was really cool and I wanted you to watch it for that reason. But I also thought the rest of the movie was cool, too. It's told in, I, th- I believe, at, like chapters, like four chapters or three chapters. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. Uh, so there is a couple of different incidents. I will kind of be a little spoiler free. Uh, the first incident involves, hmm, I don't know. It's kind of hard to talk about without spoiling because the beginning of the movie is the end of the movie. Kind of. One of those situations. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the, like, description on IMDb, it pretty much gives away, like, it kind of gives away, like, what happens anyway. Because I feel like you gotta, it's one of those things where you kind of gotta say what happens. Yeah, okay, so, um, basically, uh, at her hotel job, she befriends this, uh, this, uh, girl, and she basically is kicking it with the with each other they're working every day looks like a lot of camaraderie becomes kind of her best friend um and one day she goes into a room that is still being occupied and the guy in there basically assaults and rapes her flash forward some time later she is pregnant with dude's kid um he never got caught or anything like that um and she decides she's going to give it up for adoption when she does that, she uh, attracts a middle-aged woman who um, really wants the kid, but she's being very overbearing. She's being very um, pushy about it, and that sort of bothers um, this girl, and eventually she, it becomes to this stalking-type level, so she and her best friend go to a cabin or something for the weekend to kind of get away from everything. Right? Correct. Okay. That is the gist. So this movie is really cool. Yeah. I feel like you don't like it. No, dude. I I told you I don't like the one part. Like the what? there's just one the plot one point. Part what? You didn't realize it was Halloween. Dude, no! That's not what I mean. That's not the point. Yeah, huh? You were like, Shut it's, up. I don't understand why she's in a nun suit all of a sudden. She just became a nun. Shut up. That's not what I meant. Remember when you said that? No. What'd you say? I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. What'd you say? My problem. No, my issue what is. What did you say? I said I thought she was a nun. And then what did I say? No, it's Halloween. You could tell because her kid's in a bee costume. Yeah, you dumb ass. Okay, but to get to the real basis of the issue here, um, my issue is the movie feels like it's trying to be two different movies, but it's like the first what? part of the movie. What? What? What's... Okay, so the first, like, like JP Shaw here said, um, it op- <sighs> it opens with um. It opens with, you know, this rape-revenge type of deal going on. That's what you're kind of thinking is going to happen. And then you kind of move forward. You see the girl going through mental struggles. And then, like, it kind of flash-forwards. And then she's, like, pregnant. And then she, you know, she meets this psychotic woman who turns out to be, like, pretty psychotic. 
and then the whole plot turns into like this stalker type of movie and then like the beginning of the movie you know like you said it starts out with what it ends up to be at the end and the whole movie i'm thinking like okay how's this gonna like all wrap back around and link up and there's got to be something that this woman who's stalking her may have something to do with like the dude or something like something's gonna happen here but it doesn't it i just... thought they were gonna do that and i was like please don't Okay, but, like, and then the ending happens, and the ending, I think, okay, this is gonna, well, first of all, I'm thinking, okay, the movie's been going on for quite a bit, so. What? No, I mean, oh my god, you're not listening! (laughs) What I mean is, like, the movie's been going on for quite a bit to where I'm thinking, when's this big ending gonna happen? Because, obviously, we already saw the ending, and I'm thinking, there's gonna be more to it. And there's really not! It's just, like, one Uh, extra little bit that's not even that good. What was your problem with it again? It's two different movies, kind of, it but not really. It was none thing, right? No! Oh, I thought you said that was your problem. My problem? You know what my problem is. I told you what the issue was. I just said what the issue was. I didn't catch anything. You just re-described the plot. I told you why I have a problem with the plot. <laughs> what do you have a problem with? It freaking... It's two different plots, like, mashed together, and it doesn't know what it wants to be because no, it's trying to no, no, be clever no, 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 and it's no, trying to be two no, different no, things, no, no, and no, I am no, talking, no, so no, I'm going to no, keep talking no. like you do whenever I am, like, trying to get a word in edgewise, and, like... <laughs> edgewise? What's that? What does that even mean? Everyone says that. You're not cool and funny right now, like, saying that, because that's actually a common <laughs> phrase. Edgewise? Is that, like, what Okay, so, like... what masturbate until you like are about to finish and then you don't Damn, you're gross what now what were you gonna say just go ahead you're interrupting me for a big valid point dude i'm just saying you're fucking dumb why because you're saying they don't have anything to do with each other they do the first part the guy rapes the girl and gets her pregnant and the second part is her trying to give up that baby for adoption it all connects Okay, but the beginning of the movie alludes to, like, it's gonna... Okay, but listen, there (laughs) is a baby who wants to be, she wants to get rid of because she was raped. That sounds like one coherent story to me. It's the fact that the ending is, like, the ending just comes up, like, how the hell did she even find that guy again? Like, that was a coincidence or just at the park and they're like, oh, wow, he happens to be at the park too while i'm swinging my baby and then her friend who like i'll just say something happens to where her friend should not be there at all at the end her friend like gives her her car and then there's this big thing and then the big revenge part comes in that's not even that it's pretty anticlimactic in my opinion and it just doesn't feel like it should have been there it's like okay i would have been fine with okay she got raped and then i understand it's supposed to be more about this girl's character. It's in a way kind of like a character study where it's like, oh, this girl's having a really bad life. Yeah, she even says that where she's like, I can't believe my fucking life right now or something like that when she's in the car or whatever. Like she even acknowledges like how crazy this is that these two terrible things have happened to her. Yeah, okay, that's fine and all. It's Mm -hmm. just... Yep. It's just the ending, I feel comes out of the, it's just crammed in there i wish there was more to it i guess if you were gonna do it i feel like you probably did. haven't seen a lot of exploitation films or like oh my god sort of like these 70s what is like this non these 70s grindhouse like revenge 
exploitation films because that's kind of what this is, but it's a modern one. So I think you're kind of just missing the point here. So, dude, you're just not getting me. I don't think. <laughs> and like I, also, I think, but listen, just, that was just. I just, we, think, I just think that you don't really understand the move. I do understand the move. It's disjointed. <laughs> I and just then, like, think, I, there's I also, just think, it's not just, just that, think, there's parts towards the that, end where ever that, that she's I just in... think that, I just think that you're, like, not really good at understanding movies or something. But not only that, it's, like, at the end, not the very end, but when there's this kind of big showdown type of thing, it gets very unrealistic with uh, what this, the main character kind of does. What? Involves the baby. Um <sighs> I thought that got a little ridiculous. Unrealistic? The annoying thing is you, like, set me up here and you want me to, like, hate this movie, but that was my only issue was that plot line. Everything else is fine. What? What was unrealistic? I don't want to give away the whole movie. Like, the part where she ends up, there's, like, confronted by the woman who's trying to take her baby, and then they're kind of in the woods. That's, the best part. It's, like, super scary. And I was, like, buying, like, the fear. And when she's in that room and the girl's, like, the woman's, like, coming in with the axe, like, I was, like, oh, shit. Like, it was filmed way different than any other, like, movie film stuff. Like, like she just waited a long time and, like, didn't really have anything to do and was, like, stuck. And it kind of all worked, like, started working together a little bit. I thought that was, like, very different. Okay, another thing. she There's a part where she shoots that rifle. Mm. Did she, like, not shoot the character is that what happened there i'm not sure exactly it could have been me, that to where they were either. blanks yeah because like um, there's it there's could no... have been to where they were birdshot which sometimes won't kill you it'll just like pepper you with bbs because like sh- all shotguns don't have slugs or buckshot in them do you understand yeah but then there's like another part at the end where it's like the rule gets reversed and the other girl gets shot at it and doesn't look like anything happened. I don't know. It was just a weird thing. But no, dude, like to get into the positives, like I thought I enjoyed oh, wait, the you story. Have positives? Do you literally set me up to like <laughs> okay, make this whole review about that? Dude, you did. I was going to say like, in general, I like the main character. I like the housekeeping aspects at the beginning. Like the um, I think, yeah, I like the, that also reminds me of the hotel we work at because it's like people become friends. They end up giving each other rides. They end up just being buddy buddy where we work. And that kind of was very realistic to me as well. So I do like that. And then I like the girl, the setting where the girl lives in this kind of, um, you know, she obviously doesn't have a lot of money and she lives in this apartment where everything's kind of on the floor. She doesn't really have furniture. She has an old TV that it, Reminds me of a TV I had to play video games on when I was a kid, and it's just, you know, I, I like the main character. I like, I think the rape scene is done effectively, and it makes you angry. I think everything else, pretty much everything else about the movie, I'm fine with. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, what would you rate this move? Um, hold on. I forget what I gave it. I would rate it an 8.5 out of 10, because I loved it. Okay, well, because I had it at a pretty high rating, and then I ended up, by the end, my rating in my head lowered, and I gave it a 7. A 7. Okay. 
I'm at like an eight or an eight point five. I eight eight point five might be a little bit high, but I really was surprised by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I don't regret watching it. I enjoyed it. I think I'm more at an eight now that I think about it. Yeah, eight's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next up, we are reviewing our main review here before we get to the Shutter Creep Show episode two. We are talking tigers are not afraid. Which is a Spanish, Mexican, well, it's a Mexican film, um, directed by Isa Lopez, who is a Mexican writer slash director. Um, this is her, I don't know, first or second film. She is a female. Did you know this was directed by a woman? No, I actually didn't. I could have used that in my 22 shots challenge. Ah, see, you're dumb. I, I didn't even, I even thought, like, it might have, like, I forgot to look it up after. I did, like, I put put this on there. I didn't give a review of it, though, because I didn't want to give away my thoughts, but. Ooh, okay, yeah. so what is the plot? All right. Essentially, hold on, let me see here. I don't know. I'm trying to read the thing real quick to see if it's good. Alright, I guess. I mean, a dark fairy tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created every day by the drug war. So, you know, essentially it's about this group of kids who are having a bit of bad luck in life. Um, the cartels, uh, you are, you know, you believe they have killed off, well, you know, they pretty much killed off all the parents of these kids, and these kids are kind of living on their own. They kind of have this, uh, I think it's kind of run by the one boy where it's um, a makeshift house. Uh, looks like something that you would actually see where homeless people kind of make, throw stuff together, make their own little house, and you have these other uh, boys of different ages, and then you have um, this girl character who gets involved, and uh, at the beginning of the movie, I believe it's her teacher, gives her three pieces of chalk and says she can make three wishes on them. And uh, it turns out that the wishes actually do are able to come true. It's actual magic. So, or uh, are they? Ooh, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much the plot. You're kind of just following these uh, kids and uh, seeing as they try to escape these uh, cartel members. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's the gist, I would say. Yeah, Phil? I do, Phil. So... Yeah. What did you think? All right. Well, okay. Yeah, this this is one of those ones where it was um, very hyped up before I got around to watching it. And uh, I didn't know if we were going to cover it on the show or not. So I kind of put off watching it. And then uh, I figured I would just watch it by the end of the year either way. And uh, finally, you know, got to check it out. And I thought it was a really, really good film. Um, I thought the acting by the kids was... Pretty fantastic, uh, really believable, really dramatic, and uh, just seems to me like how kids would probably react in these situations. Um, you, you know, you kind of have a mix of things going on where some of them are a little more scared or depressed, and then some of them act more strong and try to be hard asses and all that. So I do like that. Um, I think it's a, a very depressing, downer type of film. Uh, 
And another thing, going into this, I thought that everyone was hyping it up because it was going to be this really scary, horrifying movie, and that's not necessarily what you get. It's more of a drama fantasy horror, and that's kind of where the horror lies, is just the situation these kids are in. Um, and You know, like I said, the fantasy aspects as well, uh, it's kind of... I think you said it reminds you of, like, a Guillermo del Toro film, and Derek also said that, and I know a few other people did. Mm-hmm. And It's uh, even being kind of billed as inspired by a Guillermo del Toro film, so... Yeah, I, I thought I... even the press is yeah. promoting it that way. Yeah, so I definitely get that vibe from it with the fantasy aspects, um, but... Yeah, overall, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I feel... It's not one I would ever feel like watching again, though, because it is more depressing than anything. And um, like I said, it's not necessarily a scary movie. It's more of the one of those dramatic horror movies, which, you know, I can get behind. I like I tend to like those movies. So uh, overall, I, I liked it. So uh, what did you think? Um, I was joking around and say said that I didn't really I did. I thought it was super boring and I didn't really like it. That That's not entirely true. Um, I am not as high on it as everybody else is. Um, but I did like it. Um, I just have like a few minor problems with the film. Um, I think that like the fairy tale slash, um, wishes slash, um, fantasy element that's to it. <sighs> I don't, I'm not sure I really like that, that all that much. Um, in my opinion, the way that I took the film is none of that is real and it's just childhood imagination. How, how did you take it? Yeah, I thought the same thing. And I like, you, you said in that chat, all I see so far is CG blood coming at people. And, um, yeah, I kind of wasn't digging that either. <laughs> I was, it's one you know it's kind of like i said i expected this to be a some really scary movie or something like that and i kept thinking oh something bad's gonna happen now Mm -hmm. but that that's really not what you get it really is just kind of metaphorical and fantasy stuff Um, and i do think it is more just in their heads a way to kind of deal with whatever well it's only in one character's head yeah the yeah um but i do think that the i i think the only aspect of horror that kind of pushes this into the horror genre is the visions of the dead people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of just the fear of getting killed as a child, I guess. Um, the, the other little plot hole thing that I didn't really love was, um, so the, the main point of this is the, this kid steals a gun and a iPhone from a henchman of a crime boss. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't really make sense that they would steal the gun and the iPhone um, from the people they fear because it's like, okay, like they're clearly deathly scared of these people. So why would they steal off of them? Right? Like, wouldn't they just kind of steal off of other people? And not really, and try to avoid them at all costs, right? Yeah, I thought like the point was that didn't they kind of try to explain that? Like the main kid. Well, no, they wants- explain why he keeps the phone later, but why did he? He did he he. I doubt he knew that picture was on the phone. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a picture of his mother on the phone. So, I, I mean, if he did, I guess maybe that's why he stole it. But either way, why not just send the picture to another phone and give the damn phone back? Yeah, I don't know. I, I almost felt like it was more kind of like a power thing because it's like they these people are taking everything from them and that kid just wanted to feel like yeah. he had. I, I understand it. Like in reality, yeah, if I was a kid and this happened to me, hell no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to run far away and try to avoid these people at all costs. But I kind of see it as that main boys kind of just wants to be hard or something and wants to like have one up on them or something like okay, that. Okay. Like I took and, you. And okay. I get the fact that, you know, maybe it's cause they're kids and they're not that smart. So, okay. Maybe he didn't think to just send the picture to another phone. Um, but then also if like these people are so bad and they're like so known for just like, straight up stealing people and killing people. And like this dude had like a cage full of children in his house. Like, would they really be worried about them murdering someone on a phone video? Like, it seems like there's no police here to begin with. So yeah, I guess that's kind of a good point. I didn't really think about it, but because they're after these damn kids over this phone because it has some incriminating evidence, but <laughs> it feels like this They've place did, all the none crime. of that yeah. really matters because like why wouldn't the kids go to the police in the first damn place yeah 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 see that's what i'm saying that i feel like people often overlook this type of shit whenever it's like this foreign um art house film like i feel like they're just willing to be like throw logic out the window because i'm watching it i'm thinking of all this stuff yeah, I don't really think much while I watch films, buddy, but um, I do Ew. feel... What? You don't think much? No, I... Like, I, no, I mean, obviously I, I thought long and hard about got my gut, get my gut. Are you... Hello, what? <laughs> no one, like, okay, think about the audience right now. Did anyone hear anything either of us said? Probably not, because I was stupid. <laughs> well, I was saying this, so I don't know what is not watching movies, thinking about <laughs> Obviously, I thought a lot about getting my gun, but that backfired on me, so I'm done, like, trying to be like, smart about... <laughs> You're just thinking the wrong way. Just think how I think. And okay, dude. Like, yeah, I no, but I was gonna say, like, I do get what you're saying. I do feel like some people kind of hear everyone saying, oh my god, this is, like, the best movie to ever come out in years, and then everyone feels like they kind of have to agree, and I do think a foreign film is looked at different, because for one thing, we might not understand you know, it's a different culture and all that, so it's like we can kind of bypass things. And, uh, I mean, I do think it's a fantastic film, but I see what you mean. Like, some people are pretentious, and they do kind of just pretend it's, like, a masterpiece when it could have its flaws, where, like you said, if it, you said earlier, if it was an American film and it had that flaw, they'd be like, that's dumb. Yeah. So I guess I feel I'm picking up what you're putting down. I am. Yeah, but you know what? I do like the end of the film. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Like, it almost made me... Like, I got, like, chills. I got kind of sad feeling. But I know it's, like, supposed to be kind of more motivation. Like, be strong. But the whole movie's kind of a downer to me. Yep, it is. <laughs> I, I I liked it. Yeah. 
I also so, enjoyed the settings in it as well. Like I was explaining, that kid's kind of makeshift house, I enjoyed that. And then when they go to that other abandoned place, uh, I thought it was all pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I absolutely liked that. And I thought the overall the like atmosphere and stuff was pretty good. So thought yeah. I thought it was a good movie. I just don't see it as as good as maybe some other people do. I, I'm not a big fan of the Guillermo del Toro, like inspired ghosty orphan children type stuff that he tip- <laughs> that typically comes like, I don't know if you've ever seen the orphanage, but I did a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. The orphanage, the devil's backbone. Yeah. I've seen that one too. I, I do like the devil's backbone, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like, <sighs> Something about those just, they're never like horror films, but they're always like billed as them or something. So yeah, they're just just dark, they're dark fantasy half the time, but yeah, it's whatever. Um, anyway, uh, uh, what do you rate it? Um, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. All right, well, that is that. And now I guess we can move along to our creep show talk. Creep show, and there probably will be spoilers in this. We're talking episode two, which features Bad Wolf Down and The Finger. So, first up, we have Bad Wolf Down, directed by Rob Schraub. <laughs> yeah. And Rob Schraub. <laughs> Uh, he has, what has he done? Has he done anything? Um, Nothing that I've seen before. No. A lot of TV. Yeah. Okay. So, the episode Big Wolf, or Bad Wolf Down, follows a group of American soldiers trapped behind enemy lines during World War II. Uh, finds a unconventional way to even the odds. So this group of American soldiers is behind enemy lines. They go into this sort of um, like jail, and they are in there trying to get their wits about them. Um, they're kind of at each other's throats a little bit. Uh, there's minor character development. We have one that's very religious, one that's the leader, one that's kind of an asshole. Then we have Kid Cudi. Um <laughs> The black one, which you didn't even know it was Kid Cuddy. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with what the dude looks like. Yeah, Kid Cuddy is awesome, though. Yeah, now I know. Yeah, yeah. Crush a little bit, little bit. Roll it Hold up, up take, take a hit. Feeling it, it feeling feel right, right to it. You up, summer night. Like driving drunk, hand on a wheel. Driving drunk, I'm Wait. doing my thing. <laughs> you messed, I knew the side. words and you messed it up. Shut up. All right. All right, but yeah, um, people told me slow my roll. I'm screaming out, fuck. That anyway, let's do just what I want. Let's try to wrap Looking this up, perhaps. Because, no like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like 4.30 a.m. and I kind of. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I really like Kid Cudi. Okay. Um, so, uh, basically, it turns out there's this woman in a in the jail cell locked up. And it turns out she's a damn werewolf. So the rest of the people get inside the cell. Uh, meanwhile, the one guy dips out of there 
and he he's like the asshole dude. He locks the rest of his team in there, and he dips out. Mm-hmm. So um, they're all pissed off. Then they get surrounded by the Nazis. Yeah. Who are mad because uh, the main general guy, whatever you call him, guy, his son, has been killed. So, you know. Yes. They're not too happy. And they're pretty much like, y'all either come out peacefully and we kill you or you come out fighting and we kill you badly. Yeah. Which is something the Nazis would probably say. Yeah. Um, so they decide that they're going to help the werewolf lady who is sad to be a werewolf and kill her. But before they do that, they decide to infect themselves with a werewolf. Yeah. And then they kill all the Nazis. They eventually find their homie, not so homie, who killed them or who traded them. And they kill him. So yeah. that is the whole story. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I really like this episode because to me, this one um, felt v- very cool. Um, I like the World War II setting. Um, I thought the werewolf effects looked really good. Mm. Um, I thought that it was a pretty cool, simple story with like a nice little comeuppance. Um, and I, I haven't really seen any story involving a werewolf where a group of people intentionally become werewolves to sort of fight their way out of a situation. I thought that was neat and unique. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I feel like you're hating. (laughs) I feel like you're hating. Okay. No, not hating. Not hating. I thought it was, um, it was a good episode. Um, you know, I feel like it was, uh, well put together. Uh, I, I know your main issue with the first two is kind of, it feels like something's a little bit missing or something like that with, with this one, you don't really feel that it's a simple story and it wraps up nicely. Um, I just kind of felt like it was maybe, I don't know, it was just a little too simple or something like that. Like, I feel like I've seen werewolf stuff before and, um, I mean, I do like war settings, too, but I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling this one. It's not that it was bad. I just kind of wasn't into it. Um, see, I, I think that, like, with anthologies, like, I grew up with anthologies, right? Like, you didn't really. Yeah. Um, I watched, you know, Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from Twilight the Dark Side. That, that, that one doesn't really count all that much because it's like the so. goat. Um, you know, monsters, Erie, Indiana, goosebumps, um, hell, even, uh, Friday the 13th, the series, uh, are you afraid of the dark? I mean, I've watched a ton of anthologies growing up. Um, and I can tell you now that anthologies are not all home runs, Like every episode, unless it's the Twilight Zone, every episode is not going to be like a great episode, but it's like when you watch it, it's like, oh, that one was cool. Or like, oh, that one was different. Like that's kind of what you get with, with anthologies. And I feel like Bad Wolf Down is like a perfect example of one that's like, oh, that one was really fun. I would probably like that one would be memorable. Like if I saw it on, I'd be like, oh, it's really, it feels like really short. So it's like 
a quick watch. It just isn't going to blow you away or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, stuck in that one little setting, too. Um, I do know what you mean, and I also feel, since we're kind of watching these one at a time and we're doing it for review purposes, it kind of changes it up, too, because I didn't watch a ton of TV especially anthologies, but just sitcoms and stuff like that growing up. Yeah, you're going to watch maybe marathon them on TV or you just throw them on while you're eating dinner and you're like, ah, this episode's not the best, but I'll just throw it on as background. So um, I do feel what you're coming from. I think just for this type of setting, like reviewing these two little shorts uh, in one episode, it makes it different. It makes you kind of realize which ones are the best and which aren't. I would say that I liked it more than Grey Matter and a little less than The House of the Head. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. And then uh, moving on, we have The Finger, directed by Greg Nicotero. Uh, an unhappy man discovers a severed inhuman appendage on the street, brings it home <laughs> when it grows into a loyal companion with some deadly quirks. So, um, this is definitely my favorite one so far. I absolutely loved it. It was exactly what I was looking for from this. Um, this dude played by the new guy or the dude from road trip. I don't know if you've seen either of those. Two dude, movies. is that really that guy? I thought the whole time, like that looks like that guy, but then I would see him in different angles and I thought, no, that's not him. It just looks like him. Really? Yeah, I I just I didn't I forgot to look it up afterwards, but the whole time I'm thinking I feel like I that's d- that I dude. I didn't look it up, but like I feel like oh, so it might it might actually not even be him. Yeah, I should probably look into that real quick. I, I assume it is since we both thought that, but I, I just anytime I see that guy, I picture him eating those that French toast, and he's like, they're good. Yeah, <laughs> poor little uh, dude. Um, did you <laughs> did you uh? Did you ever see the new guy? Uh, no, I haven't. Really? Yeah, I've seen Road Trip. I feel like I've seen him in one other comedy or something before, but I don't remember. But he's got one of those faces that you Damn, just... Damn, bro. Oh, wait, no, he, it is him. I was about to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also in Hustle and Flow. Never seen that. Dude, what is... Have you seen any good movies? Not really. I watched, like, my mom liked really bad movies. Like, she was an Adam Sandler fan, and that's all she really watched, and Jack Black fan, and that's, like, kind of what I grew up with. Anyway, yeah, played by DJ Quills, Qualls, um, which is a pretty cool name, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he plays a dude who's, like, kind of uh, down in his luck. He basically does some, like, freelance web design and he's like, which basically means I'm unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he like is like, you know, the people that what did he say? You know, the people that walk in L.A. or something like that. Like, yeah, he was one like, no one. Act- walk- yeah, no, he's like, you know how they say no one actually walks in L.A. Well, I actually walk in L.A. or yeah, something. He's like, I'm the guy that actually walks. Yeah. In L.A. And he like finds like a doorknob or something or a door lock and he's like this used to be new one day he's like i take old crappy things home basically Mm -hmm. um and you find out that he has like um he's like divorced and his wife was like kind of a whore and she had two kids who were crappy (laughs) 
and he lives in a crappy house and he is breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to the camera, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he finds this finger just like on the street and he takes it home and then he gets it wet or something and it grows a second finger and begins to take form of the shape of like a hand and then it grows more and more and more and then it basically turns into this little demon thing that looks like a xenomorph. Yeah, it does. Dude, I loved this episode. It was so good. I loved everything about it. Like there's some really fun looking like stop motion. The creature is so well designed. It's funny, it's quirky, it's uh you know, very it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um it's a good story. It keeps you guessing like where the story is going to go. Like when it's it's like my favorite kind of anthology where it's just weird. You see something weird and you find this weird finger and you're kind of just like, what the heck? Like, what's going on here? You're like wondering what's going to happen next. The damn little creature is so cool and it's like cute as hell. And like it's like sleeping in the freezer with its (laughs) like hands under its head. And it's like like that scene where it's like flying. He's just a little (laughs) guy. So hilarious. (laughs) What did you think of the finger? Yeah, I actually like this one. Um, I my favorite thing is just that dude kind of talking, breaking the fourth wall. Um, I tend to like that on TV uh, episodes. I don't like it when it's in a serious movie or something like that, and it just happens out of nowhere. But when the whole episode is just this guy talking to you and just describing his pathetic life, um, I, I thought it was really entertaining and you know that little the little creature i think it's pretty uh unique concept and i like the uh just different scenes there's one where it's sitting there eating popcorn and he's like so i found out his favorite food is popcorn and he loves watching like soap operas or something really stupid like that and um yeah yeah. his name's bob yeah bob that makes it even better but yeah i thought it was like it was like quirky and cute that was my favorite thing about this episode it's just very uh uh, this is definitely something that's up my alley, and um, I liked it a lot more than Bad Wolf Down, I will say. So, yeah, I dug it. Yeah, I I just really dug the whole thing and the setup and the execution and like the the police start coming around looking for people <laughs> and um, the lead characters like you know acting all weird to the police, and then the creature. <laughs> Sorry. The creatures are bringing home body parts <laughs> and he's throwing them away and it brings them back. So he keeps shoving them down his garbage disposal. He gets some blood yeah, on his shirt. Gross. He yeah. goes to the door and they're like, uh, you got a little something on your shirt. And he's like, oh, that's uh, that's red sauce. <laughs> 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 like as if there's, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, you know, just that red spaghetti John. sauce, tomato sauce, tomato yeah. soup, ketchup. Literally, literally <laughs> any... Pretty much all sauces are just red, but he had to just call it red sauce. He could have named anything. Alfredo sauce is not red, by the way. I, I know. I'm saying like the main central sauces, not, like you're just naming them all. I was kind of just mm, adding. Parmesan to sauce is not red. Parmesan sauce? Gravy is not a red sauce. I don't think, Parmes- I don't think that's a sauce. But Cranberry sauce is not red. It, 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 kinda. It's maroon. 
Like, oh my god, dude, you call purple red. Like, I it's don't even know what you're It's cranberry colored, which is not red. It's yeah, like it purple. is. It's like, it's actually it's like bloody like red. like purple. Cranberry looks like blood. It looks like uh, blood. Guns. Cranberry looks like period. Yeah, period which cloth. Which is like brown and purple. Yeah, it's like period cloths, which is blood. Ew, no, okay? that's not. It's gross. Alright, well... Anyway, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I enjoyed uh, the Ooh, pizza sauce is not red. I enjoyed it because um, I thought orange. it was funny. That was it was pretty funny, and that was my favorite part about it. You know, it's not creep. It's not really meant to be creepy or anything, but it's also got a good amount of gore in it as well. That I or blood rather more than anything that I enjoy. Yeah. So that's All that. Right. So that is that, and what are we doing next week? I don't know, but um, why don't you take us out of here so we can go to sleep? All right, sounds good. Thank you guys for joining us on episode 29 here of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. As always, I am Carly, that is Jay Pig, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace.